Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Pot Strickland. I'm your host, Shwini Poo, in this episode 374. I am joined, uh, as always, by my co-host, Prez. That is at underscore Presidente on Twitter. Prez, how are you doing on this Thursday afternoon? You know, I'm doing all right. Uh, the Knicks are stumbling to the break, but baseball players are reporting to duty, and there's no more fucking football in my life. So, uh I'm I'm doing all right. That's uh, good to hear. I uh, can gear up for baseball season. I'm sure the Yankees will do a lot to make you proud. Um, but they always do. Yes, they always they always do, especially under Hal. Um, but before we get started, I do have to make a few announcements. The first thing that the Strickland has an Instagram. Check that out. That is at the Strickland on Instagram. Posting all kinds of new content on there. The Strickland also has a YouTube channel where you may be watching this podcast. If you are not done so already, please hit like, subscribe to the channel. Leave us a comment. That'd be a huge help to us. Strickland also has merchandise, which is available on our website. You can find that at www.thestrick.land. There's a link that'll take you to the merchandise store, and you can find all kinds of cool stuff on there. T-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, coffee mugs, water bottles, you name it, we've got it. And finally, the Strickland also has a Patreon, which you can subscribe to. There are a number of different tiers. There's a $6 tier that gets you access to Pod Strickland, the podcast that I host every Friday with Prez. You also get access to Takes from Robbie's Bozo, their newest podcast that is hosted by Andrew Steele, a.k.a. Doug, along with Zach Bladder. You also get access to Strickland Discord with Conversation Never Stops. There are further tiers. There's a $9 tier that gets you access to Strictly NFL, our podcast, which you guessed it, is about the NFL that is hosted by Constantine Metricos and Jeffrey Rasmussen. You also get access to wonderful premium articles by Matthew Miranda, one of the best in the business. And now you also get access to Strick and Roll, my solo pod where I rant and rave about the next even more. There are further tiers. is $15 tier, $30 tier, $50 tier, and $100 tier. Those come with a variety of additional benefits, like listening to pod recordings, merchandise discounts, and even potentially co-hosting a podcast alongside your show one day, whether you choose to subscribe or not, that's going to be possible without you. And none of this would be possible without Bet Online, our sponsor. Bet Online can be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team. Remember to use promo code Believe B L E A V to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online. The game starts here. Um, I don't really have any thoughts on the Knicks currently because I've pretty much gotten out everything I needed to say about them in their current state and form. Um, I don't know if there's anything you wanted to talk about that. Uh, specifically about the current sh- state of the roster or any of the games this week that uh, you feel like you need to get off your chest. But if you do, here you go. <laughs> I don't really have any thoughts. Like, there's, I don't know, there's not much you can take away from these games. Like, the majority of the Knicks aren't there. We could quibble about, like, what players doing this and our, you know, Precious doing a bang up job, great for him. Uh, you know, 
rotations can get a little funky, like whatever, whatever. Um, other teams got a little lucky, right? Whether it's the refs or Paolo hitting five pull-up threes, like <laughs> I'm not really tripping over it. I think when you're this depleted in terms of talent, you open yourselves up to more positive luck by the other teams, right? Like weird shit starts happening. You need more to go right. And there's a better chance that other shit can go right for the other team, whether it's threes or referee shenanigans or whatever. So um, it's unfortunate because these games do have implications for the standings, right? Like other teams are still out here. I mean, Cleveland lost the game versus Philly. So like that was the other reason why the Houston game hurt the same night. But like seating is something they should care about, but not more than like the health of their players and just getting right. Like I'm not really tripping and I doubt the Knicks or the coaches or the front office are really tripping over that shit. Tibbs might be tripping. He might be the only one because he cares about every game like that. But yeah, not not much to take away, man. I just hope hope these guys can get some fucking rest. I hope they Take advantage of the all-star break, whatever ice packs, cryo chambers, fucking performance enhancing drugs, whatever they need. I hope they handle that shit over the next, uh, what, what, do you know when the next game is? It's uh, next Thursday. Okay. So it's not even that much fucking time off, but like, I guess when you go as hard as NBA players do a week, is actually a really long time. So get better soon guys. Cause, uh, I guess this is the one thing I'll say. I do think that, like, a lot of the guys who are recovering, like, iHeart probably could play, but they know the value of, like, consecutive rest days, and they're just trying to stack them for everybody at this point. So I don't think that's – I think – I don't want to say they waved the white flag, but, like, this is as close to as much of a white flag – as a Tibbs coach team can wave as far as just like, nah, we're just going to get to the all-star break. Fuck it. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think his rotations yesterday as weird as they were as, cause they're always weird. Um, they were as close as you were going to get to a white flag. You know, Josh Hart didn't play the fourth Brunson came out. Uh, I think with like six or seven minutes left in the fourth, which is, you know, again, pretty much a white flag for Tibbs. Um, and, um, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, I tend, I tend to agree. Um, so hopefully they all get healthy over the all-star break. Hopefully we're, uh, you know, at least, I mean, look, everybody's probably not going to be back. I doubt OG or Randall are necessarily healthy right at the start of the, uh, you know, next week, basically a week from today. Um, but I, I, I think they won't be too far behind. So if you get iHeart back, you get DiVincenzo back, Bogdanovich, hopefully the Knicks can start stringing together some wins again um, and uh, get, get back on a roll because they need to. The schedule after the All-Star break is not necessarily easy, uh, not immediately after. It does kind of loosen up towards the end. But The yeah. third quarter of the year, so to speak, is pretty brutal. The fourth quarter lightens up. Yes, correct. So the Knicks need to, uh, yeah, they gotta they they gotta just stay within that three to six region, and if they do that, I think they'll be fine going into um, 
going into kind of the, the stretch run because the schedule does lighten up for them. Um, so we'll have to see how that pans out. Um, obviously, there's no way to determine that until um, until we see it. So, you know, again, we'll have to see how the injury report breaks down and, and who gets added and who doesn't and all that stuff. But um, for the time being, I think they did, like, they went four and five without OG and Randall, basically. I think that's acceptable. Um, so, yeah, we will see uh, what goes on there. Um, all right. Well, we did want to do something different today. Um, and um, we're going to get started with that. Uh, yo, can you chill on the typing a little bit? Thanks. Um, uh, so we wanted to do something a little bit different today because I can't talk about this team much more than I, I just don't know what there's to really say when they're this hurt. Like I, I get you want to win every game and I understand why people can be upset about any loss. Um, but like, it's gotta be, I just, I, I don't know. They're, they're out five starters basically. Uh, I mean, if you want to count Mitch, I guess like, so Mitch Randall, DiVincenzo, OG all out, Hartenstein out. Bogdanovich out. That's six guys that you figure would be in your rotation when healthy. Um, and even if you want to say, well, Precious gave you something, okay, fine. So now you're five down. Like it's just impossible to to function like that. Um, and also, like the last thing I'll say is people talking about like, and I get it. I, I do I do think it would be a mistake to give Taj an, a rest of the year contract. Like, yes, the 13, 14, 15 guy generally shouldn't be playing, and they're generally pretty bad on every team. But you just can't have this guy out there anymore. He can't play. He can't play. He just like physically cannot move. He can't keep up. Um, and he's a great guy. He's been a great long-term, you know, just really solid pro. But like it's over, dude. Like he, he the NBA is far gone for Taj at this point. And that's fine. Uh he's had a long and, and very productive career. So uh hopefully the Knicks do not make the mistake of bringing him back. But Generally speaking, I just can't get too worked up about like, oh my god, I can't believe Leon didn't nail the 14th, 15th guy, and we need to buy, get involved in the buyout market and blah blah blah. I, these guys are going to be back. I don't know why somebody in the buyout market would randomly want to come to a team and be like, well, we're going to give you like three games, and then everybody's going to be back, so you're not going to play after that. This doesn't really make sense to me. All right, um, so we did want to talk about, uh, you know, all star all star break is upon us and the trade deadline was last week um you know i think what we can do uh is we can do like a top 10 you know top 10 maybe top let's do top eight 10 is kind of hard especially with how competitive the league is right now we'll do top eight uh where we'll be drafting the worst situations in the league uh you can do that as the overall situation you can obviously count that against the GM. When uh, you say drafting, you mean like the top pick is the worst situation. Correct. Yes. All right. So that is uh, what we're going to do today. And uh, Prez, I will uh, I will let you tell me. Let's do odds or evens here. I'll go odd. It is odd. I, there it is. It's odd. Uh, all right. So I will go first, and considering that I did zero preparation for this, I will need a second <laughs> while I stall. 
uh, and think about this. But personally, I will go with this. I think the worst situation right now in the entire NBA is hmm. we're including also while you think like we're including not just the players and picks and assets, but like, like how their respective front offices and ownerships roll and play into everything. Right. Like the whole Correct. franchise. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Correct. Um, so on, on that note, I will go with the <clears throat> Chicago bulls. Uh, and <laughs> And I, I actually say this because they've actually been playing pretty decently lately. Uh, I think Kobe White's made a lot of a lot of progress this year. He's been really good. Um, I think their their cap situation is a little tricky, but it's not fucked up. They're 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 okay there. Uh, but they don't seem to have any concept of like how to make any progress. And I say that because they have now gone three years, I believe, without making a trade involving players, which is absolutely bananas to me. Um, and on top of that, they haven't made it really any tough decisions. They've held on to Zach Levine. They continue to hold on to DeMar DeRozan, who apparently they want to extend, which I don't quite understand given where they are. They held on to Alex Caruso, who they likely could have gotten a haul for at the deadline. Um, they extended Vucevic last summer, which again, I, I don't really fully understand why they have a lot of Drummond who probably could have net them a couple, two, three second round picks. Maybe they have players that you can trade, but they don't seem to want to trade them. And while I do think that the way bulls fans hate their ownership, which is fair because their ownership will not pay the tax seems content with mediocrity. Uh, as long as the stadium is full, I understand that. I think the a- absolute garbage job that Arturis Karnasovas has done in his time in charge here really gets minimized um, because I don't know. Like, okay, you can't go into the tax. Fine. From everything he said, he said that ownership will is fine with him making rebuilding moves. They're fine with him doing whatever. Um, if that's I, I, I'll take him at his word on that because I genuinely don't think the Reinsdorfs give a fuck about them being competitive as long as they're making money. If that's and I, so taking that as a fact, I find it extremely ridiculous that they're continuing to hover in this nine ten playing range stuff without and and refuse to make any significant maneuver. Um, I don't understand the purpose of that. Like, what are you are you trying to be good? If you're trying to be good then you need to risk something. And if you don't care about being good, then maybe it's time to sell off some of these pieces because they have guys that have value. And not just that, like, you know, say whatever you want about Zach Levine and he, his value is obviously in the gutter now, but once upon a time, his value was not in the gutter. They have, they have allowed this asset to crumble in value. Uh, and now as a result, he is an anchor for them and they do have to figure out a way to move him. And that isn't going to be easy. So, I think the Bulls are number one because their ownership is cheap. Their ownership is apathetic. Their fan base is loyal, which ironically works against them, as we know as Knicks fans, uh, because the stadium will keep being full, and their management sucks.
Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean not a cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.